Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 315. And I am very excited to have sat down with Neve Algar this week. Um, we recorded this a couple of weeks back. Uh, there's a film coming out March 13th called Calm With Horses. And it's already in my films of the year list. Just the cast already is... The cast, b- before I'd seen it, was a, 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 a who's who of people I'm a fan of. Neve being one of them, uh, previous guest Barry Keoghan being another, and next week's guest Cosmo Jarvis being another. Now Cosmo, I've raved about in other episodes. Um, I loved him in, in Lady Macbeth. I loved him in Peaky Blinders, and he's amazing in this. So, um, I mean, it's also worth mentioning. Obviously, I've recorded two podcasts with two people who are in in the same film. So I don't think there's tons of repetition between this week and next week, but there's probably going to be one or two bits where I'm going, and what I loved about the film was this or or whatever else, because, you know, I don't listen back to these things. They are conversations. I get excited. You'll hear loads of times I get excited with Neve here. And you'll see from, you will have seen from the Polaroid, we were incredibly excited after our chat. I do the Polaroid pictures at the end of the chat. Um, and it was one of my favourites. As I said, it's always nerve-wracking when it's someone that you've not met before, but you've got mad respect for and you're a big fan of. And then you sit down and they're just really easy to talk to and just a good a good human doing good shit. So, um, yeah, I was really excited about that and I really enjoyed that. We talk about all sorts of stuff. The virtues, calm with horses, the bisexual, things to come. A few people that come up in conversation. St- Stephen Graham has, has been on the podcast twice, so go back and grab that if you fancy. As I mentioned, Barry Keoghan, he's been on um, before. Uh, who else do we mention? We mentioned Desiree Akavan, previous guest. We mentioned Michael Smiley. That was an early guest. He's great. Um, yeah, tons of good people. So let's jump into this. As I said, the main point is that Calm With Horses is out incredibly soon and i really recommend you catch it in the cinema because it blew me away let's get into the podcast and as as said next week's guest is cosmo jarvis neve's co-star in calm with horses so um yeah this is the traction pieces podcast episode 315 with neve algar scandalous things <laughs> not realising it's all going but how's it all been going? it's all been going good yeah I've been just running around in the in storm Dennis out there Look yeah it. it's oh. taken a turn at the last minute hasn't it I yeah. kind of I got here earlier than expected because normally I get everywhere early and just linger about um, and in this instance I cut out the lingering about bit because it's horrible <laughs> out there yeah, so I was like, I'm just going to come in and set up and no, get comfy. I, and... I had a suitcase and I took it out of the back of the car and I had to sprint about 100 yards after it. It was took off on wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go it's, on. it's intense. But yeah. you're inside and in the warmth now. I should yeah. introduce you. I'm, I'm, I'm here with Neve Algar. How, how, how's it all going? It's all been going good. Yeah, we just... Uh... Enjoying all the promo? Oh, <laughs> promo at the moment, yeah. It's yeah, the... I know, it's, I know it's, uh, it's fun. It's the weird part that isn't... 
isn't in the in the deal. Yeah. Like when you think about it. When, like you're, when not, you're focusing on a role and your character and all the artistic side of it, yeah. you don't think of the, you know, six months, a year down the line, the coming back to discuss that. When you potentially yeah. moved on to the next role and so on and so forth. I think it's, and I always think it's right, because you, I knew more than all this as well, it's like, you sometimes shoot <laughs> what ends up being the edit yeah. isn't always what the script was. Yeah. So when you see it, you're like, oh, right, they went with that. Oh, That's what we were that. And then we shot some other stuff. Yeah. And thankfully, I've seen the film. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> some, bit, some bits did change, but none of my character stuff changed. But yeah. I think it's always, you know what I think is always interesting? Because I have to go back now and do pickups for a thing I did. Yeah. And just trying to get back into that headset is mm. is strange because you've moved on and you think that character's done and and it is that weird thing of when you're on yeah. a project for an extended time you really bed yourself in that role yeah. but if you're dedicated to what you do when you're on to the next thing you're bedded in that role so yeah. to just jump back and go oh, it's only a day you know it's like, yeah it's not only a day okay. yeah and, <laughs> can i rewatch some stuff and before the reason why they're going back to do the pickups because they need to do really important bits that it's yeah. definitely going to make it into it's the film key. Yeah, so what I started doing is I started doing playlists. Right. For the characters. Oh, so, wicked, yeah. So that it's like, it's almost like a muscle memory. So you can just start listening to that again and you can't remember. I just know what me, it's more a visual of trying to remember where her head was at or in particular. I love that as, yeah. an, as an approach because it's, I've, I've had to go and do, do pickups b- before and I've had to be kind of, can you show me anything? Me. That we shot that you were oh. that we're using because I, you know what I mean because you need as yeah. you said you don't know which bits have been used you don't yeah. know what the character has become in the edit so like, can you yeah and sometimes that, I think the director's here? always kind of afraid to show the actor yeah yeah <laughs> in case you get ner- like but it's like I know what I look like yeah <laughs> it's yeah. more just like I just can't remember exactly this was like you know eight months ago but yeah that's why I started doing and, and so each character has a playlist and then just. Um, pop it on and then just kind of be listening to it in yeah. the train journey or the plane journey there. Yeah. I, I love that. So, I mean, obviously we're going to talk a, a load about Calm With Horses. Um, I saw it earlier in the year and absolutely adored it. It's already in my films of the year oh, cool. kind of list. Um, but I want to, as we've got a bit of time, I want to kind of jump around a bit over yeah, your, right. y- your career and the, it's weird because it was only when looking back the the breakout moment in my mind for you wasn't actually the first series of yours I'd watched. But we'll get to all that. But The Virtues last year was really just... felt like a hell of a moment and a hell of a piece for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that? That character seemed like a dream character. Yeah. Because she's kicks ass, she's hard <laughs> as fuck, but she's also got loads of layers and vulnerability and there's so much in it. How was that to to get that role? It's funny because I I always wanted to work with Shane, I think. Yeah. Because I I used to do like this this actor studio, I think very similar to, is it called Workshop in Nottingham? In Nottingham, yeah. There's a place. That's where Shane got loads, got Vicky from and loads of others, isn't it? Yeah, that's the place. And there was a place in Dublin called the factory it's now called bow street and they did some some kind of similar ideas where they would kind of workshop scenes or we'd look at films and we you know dissect them and remember we watched like scenes from this is england yeah and that was like i don't know about like 15 years ago yeah i know maybe not maybe 10 years ago and <laughs> so 
I like Shane was always one of the directors I would love to work with. It was just it felt weird that it was he was the first one for TV that I worked with. Yeah, and then I was like, oh god, I've got like imposter syndrome because I shouldn't be here because I didn't. You know, when yeah. you see actors, it's especially moving over from Dublin to London who spend about you know ten years uh, trying to get work and. I was lucky enough that that was kind of like one of the first big auditions that I yeah. did and, and and got and and the fact that he he works he meets because he what he does is he meets with the actors and he kind of builds the character around that way he has an idea in his head yeah he obviously knows what story he's making but it's trying to find where the actors fit into that story yeah where, and where the characters and you know he's one of the most open and generous guys I've met and he makes you feel very safe so you find yourself like (laughs) going for like a point and you're you know you're sharing stories and he's doing the same and you're and then he's like well well what if you know what if Dina I know Neve you love boxing but what if she uses it as a (laughs) kind of like the wrong you know the wrong idea in life like how she kind of solves problems and we kind of that's how that kind of came about was her her entry into the story um and then he always knew like where it was going to end that she was going to end up you know killing her mom it was just well i didn't know that he never told me that that was going to happen wow until we were probably three quarters away shooting it and he and he took a he took about a week to to redraft the final episode and he was saying like you know it's not going to be the typical half hour or hour what it was it was going to be a feature length and because yeah. he didn't want to split it up he was trying to like he was looking at maybe splitting it up over two episodes and, yeah and you know as you see it just works as one we i didn't know that was gonna happen i love that it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing to hear that because i wanted to kind of ask about shane's process in that way because yeah. I've, I've had a tiny look into it because weirdly i auditioned for the virtues um and, and, and it was that thing of i was but Buzzing, because similarly, I'm just obsessed with Shane. I think he's amazing. Yeah. So to get that email and to be asked to do a self-tape. And for me, it was a what I had to do was essentially set my camera up yep. and then open the email and it would tell you what to do. And I have to do my first take, yeah. improvise it and go. And I loved that because yep. it felt like the pressure was off. Weirdly for me, that feels like the, the pressure's off because you can't do it a hundred times. Or, 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 yeah. or that's it. It's all, it's real. There's yeah. not that kind of... I think on self-tapes at times, people can get obsessed with, let's try it one more time. Let's do it over here. Let's do it... Do you know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. if you don't know anything in advance, you're literally, well... You can't mess up. It's out of my hands, yeah. Yeah, that's and that's exactly how the audition came about. Was, I think Shaheen, contact by agent, was like, this, this is a thing that's come in. She doesn't need to prepare anything. She just needs to show up. So, <laughs> and that was the thing. I was like, my mum was even yeah. saying to me, she's like, why are you getting nervous? Yeah. You don't even know what you're doing yet. Huh? And I was like... It's a fair point. Um, and yeah, and she did the exact same thing where she read out the character description and just started improvising. I love it. And then when I went to, to the recall to meet with Shane, it was the same idea. There was nothing to be prepared. Yeah. Um, so I just looked at that as like, Jesus, I get to just improvise with Shane Meadows for the day. Yeah. But yeah, if I don't get the, if I don't get the job, at least I get that, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, what an amazing yeah. moment. Yeah. So, so how did it ever feel like? Because, because from the sounds of that, there doesn't seem to be a clear moment of it switching from, 
I'm auditioning to, I'm workshopping to, to we're filming to it's over. You yeah, know? I mean, it feels like a solid process. Well, he didn't tell me I had the job it. until it was very <laughs> funny. We, so we, we did, I did the callback and then we went, I went um, to another audition and was just improvising some stuff. And it was just the, 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 the meeting just kept on going. And then he's talking about, and in Sheffield, you love it up there, Neve, it's great, you know, it's got that. Like it's got a towny but a sea vibe and I'm kind of looking sideways at him going like why are we talking about Sheffield yeah. and then and he's like oh yeah sorry do you want to do you want to do you want to do this do you want to be in this <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like oh my god yeah and then I, I came out and I was like my maid and I was like I've just been off with the role and he's like alright just calm down a minute now I'll just you know might ring ring around and just see you if this is like legit that you're not making this up yeah I love so, that, that it's, it's that kind of industry <laughs> that you have to take that moment and pause. I've had yeah. that before where I'm like, someone's told me, oh, you've got this, you're going to be in this. I'm like, all right, let's yeah. see. I'll, let's I'll, just... I'll, we'll see, shall we? Yeah. I'll wait until I hear from my agent. I've until you're got on it, set. Yeah. yeah, exactly. In your trailer waiting around. Yeah, no, he's, it's, he's just a different... It, Shane's got his own style of directing. It's very special. And as I said, he makes you feel very safe and you're allowed to... By doing that, you go into very vulnerable places that yeah. you wouldn't have... Ever really kind of thought about as yeah. a person so like there was one like there was, was one time and I'm, I was really shitting it because we were doing the scene where Tina meets with her social worker uh, yeah with Neve Cusack and we were sitting around in this like random office building it was half of it was being used and, and the other half was just we were filming in and I just went on into like a little quiet corner and I just because I did because this that was the one scene that we didn't had hadn't been scripted and we had only kind of workshopped it mm. myself and Eve had workshopped it and we'd find something that we knew would work but Shane had said we're not gonna we're not gonna go that route right so I was like all right <laughs> I don't know I, I felt really lost <laughs> so what route are we going just yeah. no just uh... I was really lost and, and I was always sitting on this couch outside where and they were setting up and Shane kind of saw me, he's like, you're right. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just, um, I'm writing a letter. And he's like, who are you writing? Like, what is it? And I was like, um, well, it's it's a letter to Finn, if if Dina was writing a letter. Because that was, I had to like center my mind because I thought I was going to start crying. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like, can I read it? And I was like, oh, Shane, no, it's, I'm crap at spelling, but yeah, give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's like, no, oh, no, he's like, no, I won't, I won't read it. And I was like, no, 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 you can, you go and, go and have a read. And he started reading it and he got, just got a bit emotional. We both got emotional. And he goes, you're fine. You know exactly what's going on in the scene. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're going in there and you want to give, you want to give your social worker this letter that you want to give to your son. So don't be worrying about anything. Yeah. And then, that. but then on the other side, he's telling Eve, right, so she's going to be coming in and you're going to be telling her that she's not going to be seeing her son. Yeah. So, you know, he's, and that's, and he takes the time, you know, for people to set up eight cameras because he knows that he's going to get that moment just once or twice, and then yeah. you're going to cut, cut around it. I love but, that, and it feels key that because it's one of the things I've learned again in in in, in my in my b- brief time moving into to acting and that is that people talk about the kind of tricks to here's what I think about when I need to cry, and here's this and here's mm-hmm. that. But if you believe the character, then you don't need to think about any of that. No. Right? If you're writing, if you're believing that you've not seen this child, yeah. and you want to write a heartfelt letter then that will make you cry, as you said, in the prep. 
in the yeah. corridor while you're doing it, yeah. let alone yeah. on camera. Um, and that's the thing. Both it's the of truth us are there. Of it, right? Both of us are there trying not to cry. Yeah, that's what we do in 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 life. Is yeah. you don't you're not trying to cry. If anything, everyone goes out of the way not yeah. to cry. But when you see you're like really trying to push out them tears, yeah, I think someone. Yeah. I think it was someone who's, who said that it was like they were really nervous about doing a scene because they said. You know, it said in the script, this is where they tear up. And then I think the director just read it and went, I know, take out that stage direction. Just go on into the scene. And then they start crying. Yeah. Because the, the pressure was off. The pressure is And they were there. just actually listening to the text and they were taking in the other person. And again, you've nailed it. Yat Malgram used to say that um, he'd far rather watch someone trying not to cry than yeah. trying to cry. Because again, <laughs> that's the reality of no, no one goes unless, you know, they're trying to do an emotional Instagram video or something. <laughs> no one wants to cry or wants no. to put that performance no on. You're normally either. trying like, oh, to fight it back. And yeah, and that's what makes it so real. So if you'd watched Shane, you know, when you were 10 years ago, you're watching This Is England and stuff like yeah. that, then you will have watched Stevie as well. Yeah. So how was that to work with him and to work on such a emotional piece, I guess? Yeah, um... I think by the time we got to filming, I, I kind of gotten over that the idea that like this, this is someone that I have looked up to yeah. in acting for a long time. So when because we did like, weeks of workshopping where you know we did anything but the scenes that we were actually going to shoot. Right. You know he doesn't that, that's the idea with Shane. He, does, he wants to leave everything to the day and explore it there because he feels like if you've kind of dealt with that emotion in a workshop, you might not find it again. And you're just then you're just trying to recreate. Yeah. Well, you're just trying to recreate something that was really magical in, in a workshop. Yeah. And then, like, Remember okay, the time it went remember, well. Yeah, remember the time than... we really nailed that. Now we're going to try and do that again. Yeah. But we've got all the cameras on you. Yeah. Um, and also, it's more interesting when you see two characters that, say, have, sh- should have known each other for years, sit down and say nothing. Mm. And, and that's all the work that you do, like, in the workshop. Because, you know, me and Helen... Bean, who plays Anna, yeah. and Frank Laverty, who plays my brother in it. You know, we all went out with the, the kids who play my nieces and nephews, and then we went bowling, and we went getting, mm-hmm. like, pizza and stuff. But we were all kind of, like, semi-in character. Yeah. And, you know, I was going around with, like, a bag of coins when we were me and the kids were, like, running around, you know, on all the arcade machines. And I was just trying to be that cool auntie that, you know, she turns up, you know, she blows in every couple of months. Yeah. It's the best crack, and then it probably leaves off the back of a massive fight. Yeah. But when she comes back in, she's like... Yeah, yeah. She's up for the crack. The, the yeah. kids never know about the fight bit. No, they, they know never about know about the, the fight bit. The, and that's the, the best, cool turn up Yeah. Bit. And I think that's the best thing about kids because they don't care what she loves so much about when she goes into the house is the kids don't care if she's been working or not. They don't care yeah. about that. They just want an auntie who they can have fun with and you can tell them stories and play games. And I think that's why Dina... Like, I was always trying to... Me and Shane were trying to work out. It was like, what does... Dina find in this house that she doesn't get in life and I think that's the idea of being around a family that loves each other because yeah. she that's what she's looking for and that's what she never had yeah. and it's almost like this little hub for her just to recharge and feel wanted and I think that's why she she's in that and then when she meets Joseph that's exactly what he's doing but obviously he's trying to find something else yeah. and when you see those two people and it's completely silent and they're sitting on the couch and there's just this, I don't know, there's just two people that, you know, they completely understand each other, but they don't need to explain anything. Yeah. Because yeah. they're 
both been through the opposite ringer. Yeah, and again, it's it, it, it addressed something that I never see. I'm, again, it's something I'm obsessed with, but I never seem to see represented in TV or film. And it's loads of scripts I'm working on. I'm trying to find a way to make it happen. But they really represented the fact that I think people are often at their strongest when they feel they have to be that for someone else rather than when they have to be it for themselves. Yeah. So Dina, every other time she comes there... She, she falls apart, everything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. This time, J- Joseph's there and he's falling apart. Yeah, so she, she can't, can't fall apart. Yeah. Normally, if he wasn't there, it would have been the same thing. <laughs> Something would have happened, she goes off. And I think yeah. that's such a key thing in humans at times, that we can be so, so strong for other people. And as soon as we get that time, everyone's okay now. It's why people mourn in different periods, I mm-hmm. feel. It's because mm-hmm. if you've got to be the strong person for the family, it could be a year later that... You yeah. actually get time for it to hit you. Yeah, I know exactly um, what you mean. And yeah. and yeah, it felt like it had that. And it, but the beautiful thing was, it felt like it had that for both characters without the other one knowing. If you know what I mean, yeah. Joseph kind of had to be strong yeah. on behalf of Dean and so on and so forth. So it felt like a really nice synergy there. Of, yeah, because you you would have loved to explore like what would happen if you know she had told them what her plan was. Yeah, yeah. But she never, she didn't have anyone. Everyone was going through their own shit that they. She could, you know, that's the thing. It's like, you don't realise what someone else is going through. Yeah. You think people understand, but that's the problem they don't. And, um, yeah, you just said it, you, you summed it up exactly that, yeah. So how was it moving on from that? Because Shane's way of working seems to be a unique <laughs> way. And it yeah. seems to be a way that actors love, because you really get to workshop and get deep into it. Mm-hmm. You go on to your next job and you've got your script and your call time. Yeah, you know, often, you know. Yeah. So, how was it to go it, on from that on to? I went on to. I went on to do pure directly yeah. after that. Oh wow, yeah. And he was, he was. I think he rang me because he was asking me about uh, those possible pickups, and um, he was like, "What are you up to?" And I was like, "I'm learning lines." And he was like, "What's that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how's that work? Like, how's that work? But that's it. Yeah, you just. I think it's the that's the trick, isn't it, to make it look as though you're not reading it off a piece of paper, you know, it has to come from your head. And I think, you know, acting, it's a craft. You know, there's there's going to be different courses almost like, and you just have to work around it. It's almost like figuring out the directors. Funny thing about act, the actors, right? We go on to different sets. So we, we even understand what it was on like the set previous. Yeah. But directors don't really do that. They have their own, th- their set is there. So they don't really it alter the, the same, way in which... Right? Yeah. It's always stays the same. So you become... You're not only that, are you changing, you know, figuring out who you are as the character, who you are as a person, but you also have to figure out, right, how am I going to work on his method of, of, of how this set is going to run? Yeah. So, you you know, I mean, like, we have to be very open to ideas. You just, I, might, I worked at Michael Smiley just before Christmas on a film and he said, you have to be, you have to commit and embrace. Yeah. And that you've got those two things, you'll be fine. I recorded a podcast yesterday and the end of it ended up just being both of us raving about the positive influence of Michael Smiley. I, I bumped into him on Friday <laughs> at, you, at a party he? and he's changed my plans for the next month, essentially. Really? <laughs> I thought I knew what I was doing, but he gave me a wonderfully motivational but also quite aggressive pep talk yeah. on what I should be doing and mm-hmm. why am I waiting for someone else to tell me I can do that and that kind of thing. And I was yeah. just like, and again, the guy, a, a, a comedian, Rich Wilson that I recorded with yesterday was saying yeah Smiley drifts into his life every six months or so and just it's wonderful it's yeah. such knowledge and 
openness yeah. and, and, and wisdom. And yeah. He's a gem. He really is. Yeah. Um, and that's sensor you all, all working on. Yes. Right. We'll get yeah. to, uh, the, I'll, I'll leave it until the end to do the, the, <laughs> the watch to come because normally you can't talk about it anyway. <laughs> so all these kind of things. But before we get back to Calm With Horses, I wanted to talk about the bisexual because I think it's one of the most underrated shows in recent years. And I think Desiree Akvan is a genius. Yeah. How was that to work on? Because it, as a viewer, it felt like such a ref- refreshing thing to see because it didn't have the agendas that you might think it would have and it was just honest and open and it felt so real. Yeah. How was that to be to be part of? It was the first time that I've worked with um, a director who's also acting. Yes. And she was right. writing it. So yeah. she's like a, you know, triple threat where she's, as she's kind of saying the lines in the scene, she's also thinking about directing how this yeah. scene is going to work and That's mad. if maybe the writing can change. Yeah. So it's like her brain is just, you know, lit, it must be all lit up on what, like how much energy she's, she can expel on that. But I really loved it. I did it at the same time. I was shooting pure at the same time. So I was flipping right. between the two sets. Yeah. Right, I see. Which was full on. <laughs> yeah. But really enjoyable. And, we sh- and she's so, she's a really, really intelligent woman. Yeah. Um, and as you said, I think it was completely, went, flew completely under the radar. And But I'd seen her feature film yes. beforehand. So, I, you know, she has a very specific the style. The Education uh, Post or the one no, before that, that? She directed that, I think, before, but the one yeah. was Appropriate Adults. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so she, you know, she like, Desiree has got a style and, it's, and it's, you can see it in her writing. It's quite quick yeah. and it, it's almost like the, the dark humour that people have, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, But like... Brian Gleeson was on it and there was, there was days where, you know, he's, he's so, his, his humour is so dry and he's so, like, comedic timing-wise, he's brilliant. Yeah. So, I, like, a lot of the time I'm just trying not to laugh. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's one of them, I, I, I got sent previews of it because I had Desiree on the podcast and I watched it, exactly as you said, thinking, well, this is just going to be the biggest, it's just amazing. Yeah. And it did seem to go so under the radar yeah. despite it being so... Yeah. Spot on. How is it working with Maxine Peake? Because she's, oh, she's just in, an icon and a legend. She's incredible. She's one of the people I study to yeah. become a better actor. So yeah. I can imagine, as a woman, even more so, that it's it's another this amazing woman that's been doing it for so long. And yeah, she has a like we you know we you know yourself like you're sitting on, around on set for a couple of hours before yeah. you even get to start filming anything and yeah. just sitting around just chatting with Maxine about she just come off of working working on Waterloo. Yes. So she was, wow. you know, she was telling me about that process and she was saying like, she's like, oh, I don't even know if I'm going to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the way Mike works is that, yeah. you know, he shoots so much that you might just be, you could literally just be playing the tea lady in one scene, but yeah. you would have shot like your entire story. So just to hear stuff like that, and I'm like, but like at the at the back of my head, I'm going, she's definitely going to be in it. <laughs> like, it's, it's so it's true though. <laughs> it's the most inspirational thing I remember the, on the first film I ever did, which I ended up being completely edited out of. Again, I did exactly that. I did a few months on set, wasn't in it at all. But I remember having a scene with um, with Aidan Gillen, and I'm a big fan of him. I think he's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And he was just in the background and had no lines on these t- these t- two days, and so did I. Yeah. And the other actor I was on there with was moaning about how we've got no lines and we thought we were going to have more. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching, that's the dude off Love, Hate and The Wire and so yeah. many things I adore. What's he doing in the background? Yeah. And what's he doing in these scenes? that? Because, again, you're not always at the front. And, again, someone like M- M- Maxine saying, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be in it. You're like, 
Oh wow! I would <laughs> I would be thinking that, but I'm not. But you. this is after she's filmed it. But I think it's. It was, but there were times when, like you know, we had seen. I think it's really interesting, especially with oh, she's you know talented seasoned actors. Is that you know they're not just not doing anything in the background. Exactly that. They are you know not that they're stealing the scenes, but they're just they're, they're doing something that their character is going to be doing, and yeah. it could be anything from just cleaning a cup in the background. You're like, why is she cleaning I, the cup? I in say it all the time on the podcast, and it annoys people because anytime there's an actor on it, it becomes my kind of catchphrase of it. But the thing I learned from Ada was realizing, oh, he's the lead in his yeah. own life. He's not. He's in the background, but all of us are the lead in our own lives, yeah. in our day to day lives. No one's in the background. No. That's not how it works. But you don't, you so, don't know you're in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that was it. Just watching him, I was like, oh, he really knows what's going on and what he's thinking and what he's doing. He's mm-hmm. not just stood there thinking, I wonder what's on catering today. Or yeah. are we going to, how many more times are we going to do yeah. this? He's got his own thing going on. And as yeah. you said, it's not stealing the scene or interrupting or getting in the way of anything, but it also makes it a lot more fun as an actor. Because yeah. if you are in the background, if you're not doing anything mentally... Yeah, if you're not doing anything fucking day, stealing from what's actually going on in the scene, yeah, yeah. don't be, you know... <laughs> Me and my mate Sean, she's an actor as well, but we always joke about, you know, if you were, <laughs> you were really doing something crazy in the background. That, like, <laughs> really just, zany. Just you don't notice it then and there, but when they go into the edit, they're like, what are they doing? What are they doing in the background? It, it makes <laughs> me think of an old... Years ago, a family party my little cousin would, had clearly got bored of not being the centre of attention and he really casually moonwalked across the room <laughs> with his hands in his pockets didn't say anything and that's exactly that I can imagine that in the background it's like oh I'll just, I'll just casually moonwalk what what was Neve why why does Neve moonwalk past in the background this is crazy um, so yeah it, it, it must be kind of an exciting few years then really because mm. The bisexual pure and the virtues are all really kind of credible genre b- bending shows for Channel Four and things yeah. like that. That are all kind of taking a lot of risks and trying a lot of stuff. It's not the kind of again it, I, it saddens me a little that, that a lot of them aren't around anymore. But every time I've had people like Michael Fassbender on or James McAvoy, yeah. all of them have a credit in the bill or in 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 Casualty or in one of these shows. <laughs> And it seems like, you know, you're in all these really kind of, again, whether they get second seasons or not, they're all stuff that are taking risks and pushing boundaries. Yeah. So is that exciting to get to, yeah, I think, to play in those roles? And I think it's always important to not look at it as, like you, you sign on to do to do a job, but you're not thinking yeah. this is going to be six seasons. You just yeah. have to look at it in, in that one yeah. and yeah, just yeah, tell yeah. that story in that one season and not go, well, in season two, this Here's is when, when we're the, really going to get into it. Re- yeah. Because who knows who's going to watch the first season of it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just, I think, you know, these those scripts were just coming out around a really, really good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, let's get on to, to Calm With Horses because, again, it is a different process than TV. It is, you've mm. got this... Res- restricting amount of time to tell this story and to get these emotions across you've not got three four five six weeks to build this this character yeah how was it to get this script and to work with this team because it feels obviously it was nick's kind of feature day debut as a a director cosmo i'm just the biggest fan of i think he's he's absolutely amazing in so many things barry is another one who's been on the podcast who's just Amazing. So it seemed like there was a really good mm. team of people who 
I guess it doesn't feel like there's anyone who's the star. Therefore, it feels like everyone's just working as a team yeah. and pulling it all in, in the right direction. Was that the vibe yeah, as, felt as like, you got I, into it? I think it was because everyone knew that the story was the star. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah, knew yeah. you were telling this. It was so, the, the script was really tight. Yeah. It had come off of, um, so Colin Barrett had a book of short stories called Young Skins and then um, Camel Horses was one of the short stories in it. Right. And DMC, so that was Michael Fassbender's yes. company, I think it acquired the rights and were then developing it with um, Joe Murtha, the screen screenwriter, Sure. into this story. So, And then I think Nick was taken on. Nick, at the same time, was reading Young Skins. It was all kind of happening at the same yeah. time. And he was still in college at the time and he just had done Slap, which was his short film he did with Joe Cole. Right. Really, really great short film. Yeah. You check it out. I've not watched it, but I've heard that all, all of his shorts feel as if he's an established director who's yeah. d- decided to go off and make a short. Yeah. And, I, and, and then it's like, all right, no, this is this is where you're starting. Yeah. This is and, and when you, you know, when people watch Cam with Horses, it won't look like a first-time feature. No, 100%. I don't know what a first-time feature looks like, but it's not that. No. You know, it's, it's really slick and atmospherically so intense well the confidence in the direction yeah. I think the the comfort in t- to take it its time when it wants to take its time not that mm-hmm. need to kind of always have to smash through things no do you let, allow the silences yeah you know yeah. and Cosmo you know he, he drives the entire entire narrative and he's this you know he completely commits to what he's doing like physically and mentally yeah like I didn't know he was from Devon Till, <laughs> till afterwards. Right. But he kept telling me he was from him, from Devon. But like, all, all I could hear was Arm's accent. Yeah. And that is like, you know, West of Ireland kind of drawl. And that's all I knew it's until I bumped so into him. so accurate as well, isn't it's it? so accurate. And he, like, he moved over to, to Ireland like two weeks before filming and was just hanging out with local lads. <laughs> Love it. In the town. Yeah. Um, and he was telling me all this and I'm like, are you... Okay, well, just you know, don't get, don't go missing. Yeah, because like he was telling me like some like who he was hanging out with, and I'm just like, okay, well, just like, you know, keep your phone on you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, this exactly. is this is acting. This is pretending. At the end of the day, um, it's, it's it's what I loved when I had Barry on though, because I'd seen his films and thought, oh, you know, he feels quite. I don't know, well-versed in it. Like, yeah. he's such a good actor. Yeah. And then I meet him and he's just a little l- l- lad off the estate kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. A really nice little, he just loves his his chat and he's messing yeah. about. And I was yeah. like, all right, you're, you're that kid. I love yeah. it. No, and uh, they, so Barry and Cosmo had, were signed on uh, already to do, to, you know, to be part of it. So Shaheen Baig, who cast yes. The Virtues, and I just finished on that and she she said, this is going to be coming up. Do you want to, you know, went in and, and did a tape and then went in and, and did a chemistry with Cosmo. Yeah. And yeah, I think I got cast off I, the back I, of it. I, I told Cosmo this, but as the cast was being put together and going up on IMDb, I was hassling Shaheen so much. Because again, oh. I'd love Cosmo from Lady Macbeth and then yeah. uh, Barry I'd been a big fan of. And l- literally I'd just finished watching The Virtues when I saw you <laughs> pop up. I'm like, you're literally putting just all the best people together. How <laughs> how can I get involved in this? And poor Shane has to, to put up with my not subtle DMs going, how's it all going? Have you, have you finished up on this one yet? What's what's going on? But it did feel like a real, again, that's the thing. It's all people who've put amazing performances in already, 
but also it all feels like people have the same approach and outlook to it. It didn't feel like it'd be one of them sets that's quite divided. That one person has got this process and you've got this process and you kind of all keep it separate. It felt like you would all have similar approaches. Yeah, no, we we spent like about a week workshopping, especially the scenes, because all my stuff with Barry is we've one scene together yeah and those characters hate each other so. i was gonna say it wouldn't help if it wouldn't you're that close and that yeah <laughs> no. but i knew i knew barry and me and barry are mates so you know that was we didn't really have to workshop anything around that it was more so trying to me and cosmo wanted to kind of figure out who these characters were before everything fell apart yeah and before jack came along and we would you know we met up in london and we were chatting through some things and then we got to like hang out with killian who played jack and we went like it kind of was very similar to what Shane does. I mean, you know, we went to like a like a play arcade and went for food, got chips and, you know, we we're just hanging out. And I think it's also just building the trust with someone who's so young and, you know, they understand that when we go to, between action, you know, and cut, that's when we're working and that's where we're focusing on it. Yeah. And I think it's also great on that set. It's because when you do have a kid on set, everyone behaves a hell of a lot better. Yeah. You know, there's no person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, days are usually shorter sometimes. But, you know, it, this was an independent film. So everyone who you felt like everyone is on that job because they want to be there. Yeah. You know, they I, want I love it, care. it. It it feels like you nailed that, the nuances of that relationship. Um, the diner scene with you and Cosmo is it is the epitome of that. Is is all we've seen of your character up to this point is having to be the strong determined single mother essentially mm. who's got some resentment but resentment in protection of her child yeah. and has got some anger but anger but, but because of the situation and in that diner scene it does the kind of smoothest gradient from seeing realizing that there's a s- s- sympathy there as well from your character but then just switching to the two of you being teenagers just kind of on a date. Yeah. It felt like a third or fourth date rather than a yeah. uh, years down the line. Yeah. You kind of wanted to, it's an, it's an exact, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head there is that you want to see, because you have to root for, you want to root for that. Yeah. For him to choose that, you know, because he's a, he's a character who's, who's torn between the push and pull of the criminal family and then his responsibilities as, as a dad. And you really, want as an audience to fight for him to to go down that to go down that route for, with Ursula and his son and you yeah. have to see what what that could have been you know and it I mean? has to be powerful as well because yeah. it's easy there's there's other things to root for in the story there's there's another man in the mix who's clearly a better choice mm-hmm. a nicer life all yeah. these kind of things so you need the strength in that moment of oh no this yeah. is what we want though yes and that's that's the logical that's the right but this is what we want this you, is what yeah we you have to see what you fell in for. love with to yeah. begin with yes you know me, if you just see two people fighting all the time you're like why were they ever together <laughs> yeah and that's so common in tv and film though to yeah. just show that part of it and not show yeah. the the, the Bit that makes it all logical. Yeah. That makes it all make sense. And it doesn't sense. have to be chronological. You can put that in yeah. between because for me, that scene, I love that scene because it is like a respite from all the action and the that unnervy kind of thread that's that's throughout the whole film that suddenly yeah. we're just in this pocket that could be, that feels like a different film but fits so perfectly in. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And it, again, there's a reality in that. Mm. The, 
when people are writing scripts or making films, it's so easy to go, oh, no, that wouldn't happen, or that wouldn't. But in, re- in real life, that shit does happen that all happens. the time. The stuff that happens in your day-to-day life, in a script, most people say, yeah. well, that wouldn't all happen in the same week. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like, we need to space this out over a month or whatever else. But that's the yeah. beauty of... Um, we relate. We relate with the everyday, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. so, so, how is it, kind of now that it's it's on its way out? Because it feels like it's something that must have been such, as you said, a passion project for everyone involved. You often hear of a passion project, but it's a passion project for the writer director or for mm. this. But it feels like everyone it, it meant yeah. the world to, them. and everyone put a, a lot into it. It yeah. feels like, particularly in the scenes with. Your child in this. Mm-hmm. There were some scenes that you have, and some scenes that Cosmo has that must have been really hard because they're really emotional and really real. Because there's a child involved, it doesn't yeah. feel as you can't switch off as much between reality and, yeah. and the fiction that you're making when there's a little uh, human there. Well, was that is that the scene when he says that he's going to bring the kid back? Yeah, and yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, you know, I got nieces and nephews. I don't have any kids, but I got nieces and nephews. And I yeah. just kind of thought in that moment, if someone said, you know, I'm going to take your nephew, I'm going to go play football with him. And I'm swearing he's going to be back by six o'clock yeah. and it's going seven, mm. seven thirty, Yeah. And they're not back. And then it's, it goes from worry to rage. Really quick. Really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. So for me, that was an easy one, I think, to like tap into. Yeah. Um, Especially little Killian because he's so he's so cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and we were working with horses that day. It was kids, the horses. There was a whole shebang happening on that day. And um, yeah, so yeah. There's a, a lot in this that people sh- sh- shy away from yeah. in film. But and it, it, Cosmo is, oh, he's so I I love I love working with Cosmo. He said to me in that scene because it was a scene where I have to kind of pull him away because I wanted to talk to him and he wouldn't move and he's such a big guy like yeah what was so annoying on that is because he was like i have to like bulk up Neve, and i was like okay and he'd eat like about 10 burgers but he would all turn into muscle i'm just like what the hell what genetically what's going on here so to move him was like trying to move a boulder Mm. so he was like go on just like move me push me like shove me and he's he's you know he i so by the time i got to actually talking to him I'm trying to push him and shove him up that hill to actually talk to him. I was like so emotional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd like pulled it out of me. And There's a load there that you don't need to fake. No. That, that you've had to, you've taken it already. <laughs> just sometimes, as you say, like to get emotion, emotion into a place, you don't, sometimes things can come out in, yeah. in, in, in different places. And I think first, she's trying not to be emotional in front of her kid. And especially with other parents that are probably already thinking something yeah. else about her, especially now that her ex has now come on. Uh, like basically come to the to the equine therapy it's just yeah it's just just, yeah it's intense it's intense (laughs) so yeah so how was it when you saw it because as you said these things change a lot these things are different you've had a bit of time to get distance because I mean in I mean in general as well broadly how are you with watching things that you're in or involved in it can be a really varied experience um Watching the virtues because it taught like Shane edited it for about a year, mm. so watching that, I, I felt like I was watching a character, I wasn't really yeah. watching myself. And because a lot of that's a lot of the scenes that we did, when you're really feeling something, you kind of forget what you did, yeah. So a lot of the time, you know, <laughs> you go like, Go again, and you're like, I don't remember what I did, Shane. Can what you, <laughs> can you like, drop a yeah. memory? So that was. 
that I think that was actually quite easy to watch. Yeah. And I was also, I was like in South Africa at the time. I wasn't, I wasn't, I would have loved to have watched it like at home with my, not my family because I think I would have frightened them, but like with my mates. <laughs> um, it's really hard. I think it is hard. If anyone says they can easily look at themselves on screen and not, not get paranoid or go like, why does my eyebrows do that or yeah. my forehead? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> you're not used to it. Like even when you look in the mirror, you're looking a mirrored image of yourself. You're not yeah. actually looking as how everyone sees you walking around. Completely. It's, I find it's such a jarring thing and I'm torn on if yeah. I want to go the route of I never w- watch anything I do or not because most of the things I've watched, and again, I'm newer to a lot of it, so I'm probably right in some of the times that I'm thinking, oh, I wasn't very good in that scene. <laughs> um, yeah. There's going to be a lot that you're overanalyzing, but equally, it's that weird thing of, f- f- for me, everyone else in the scene is the characters yeah. and then I bowl in. And then you're there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's me. That's not the character. There's me all of a sudden. It's really, that's a jarring thing to, to kind of take on. It is, yeah. But sometimes, <laughs> you know, that's so true. There I am. There's me. Um, I love, I, to be honest, I love, I, I got to watch this in at the Toronto Film Festival and that was Wonderful. the first time I was seeing it. Wow. So, um, and I was massively jet lagged because I went from South Africa to Toronto, which I'm telling you, it's not direct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go to about six other countries before you get there. But I think it's it's lovely to watch it with an audience because you, right, you know, yeah, they sometimes you think a joke is going to be hilarious. You're shooting it on on set, everyone's cracking themselves, and then you know, you're watching it with like three hundred other people, and no one's laughed. You're like, oh, so maybe it wasn't funny. Yeah. Or they start laughing at other points and you're like oh I never saw that as being funny oh yeah, yeah I suppose it is completely um, but I think it's obviously it's, it helps when it's been really well received because then yeah. you can go off uh, you know I love it yep you see guys <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll, I'll start to wrap things up with uh, with what's ahead and, and you know I'm now starting to feel like a bit of a stalker because I feel like I, I know half <laughs> the things that are ahead but I was, I, had, I was meeting with a, a mate of mine last week Ivan Atkinson and he was telling me about um, Catch Truck because he produces Guy Ritchie's yeah. stuff. And yeah. that's one that you worked on yeah. recently, right? Yeah. How's that? I, I, Guy was the first person I ever worked with. He was the one who cut me out of the film completely, that, that I worked for several months and then just wasn't in it. It's fine. I, <laughs> I adore him all the same. But how was that? Because that's, that's such a different type of film and type of process than you've got... Sh- Shane Meadows at one end and you've got yeah. Guy Ritchie right at the other end. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's a, a John Woo or someone even further. But yeah, you've got, it's quite a different yeah, feel, like, right? With Guy's film, you know, we had like six massive cameras all on rigs on a bungee. It's not on a bungee, but like on yeah. a massive rig and, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll rehearse the scene and then he'll kind of go, I don't know, what are you thinking? And you're like, What? Exactly what, what do you mean what am I thinking like my, my first ever day on and set it literally... just takes it all day and you feel like oh I feel like now we're just there's like one camera there yeah. suddenly it feels like actually there's one camera right. and it's a lot oh this is just really normal this is just yeah. like it just happens to be his comfort in, yeah. on set was the thing that blew me away the yeah. fact that he would just turn around and say yeah well, I don't know if that's working shall we try something else you're like yeah I've seen them spend an hour setting this up and we're just not and again, but that's yeah. that's what makes him. I guess it's that experience and that 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 time yeah, in the game. That he was there was like um, we. I think it was like on my second day we were filming and <laughs> we were all just kind of standing around set. 
And he's like, right, let's hear the lines. And he started doing the lines. And he goes, ah, don't like that. Leave it with me. And then you're just like, what? He comes back and he's like, you know, got pages and he's like, try this. Yeah. And then we, you know, read it out. And then he goes, yeah, that's much better. Okay. Right. <laughs> going in five. And then he starts counting down to one and you're like, what? What are we going? And it's like, so, but it's funny because you don't have too much time to think about. Because almost like if you overthink about what you're, no one ever overthinks about what they're saying. Yeah. It's when you, that's when it starts to sound fake. Yeah, of course. You can totally like, you know, it's like coming in here and me knowing what you were going to ask me. Yeah. Come out with these really fluid, articulate answers. Or PR people always ask, is there a rough yeah. idea of the questions? I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I've, looked at, I've looked at the back, at, at the body of work and we'll just talk. We'll just have a little chit chat. Yeah. yeah. But and you I, don't want that. And that's, and that's it. But you've got like a hell of a lot of equipment and yeah, it's just, I feel like it's kind of like Shane, but. It's very similar to what Shane yeah, was doing. Yeah, um, except you don't know that's going to be the process. Yeah. Like with Shane, you know. You, you know it's going to be the out. process. With Guy, you start yeah. all night learning your lines. And he goes, yeah. so what should we say in this scene? You're like, huh? Yeah. What? I, I've, I know what we're saying. No, we're not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. And he's got like... Exciting. You know, Guy's got his... Has got a very, I always think he's got a very specific pace to his yeah. films. Um, They're quite snappy and, and fast so like even the dialogue you know we'd be like right perfect great let's go again but just get through speed, quicker, it, up, speed yeah. it up and it works i love it so so what's is there much that you can can tell us about sensor i should mention i called it cash track then that's the working title and they're not yeah. decided on a, a yeah. final t- t- title there from what i know um what's sensor about and again we touched on working with with smiley um yeah, yeah. how's that how was that that was a lot of fun. Um, it was great. It was with, uh, so Prano Bailey Bond, she's the director on it. She, she was one of the screen stars of Tomorrow We, this right. thing Screen Screen International do. And um, I think it was back in like 2018. So I met, we met very briefly. And then she'd been working on the script, uh, Censor, about this uh, film censor in the 1980s right. called Enid Baines, who, uh, you know, censors films, works with the BBFC and she comes across one particular film that has this very devastating psychological effect on her. And from seeing that, you know, she's convinced that the girl in it is, is her sister who had gone missing. And this has this quite a strong psychological effect on her. And you see like a person and mental state go from, from one end of a spectrum to the other. And yeah, Michael, Michael Smiley's in it. He's he's so, he's so, such a lovely guy. He's, so funny. <laughs> He's the best. Yeah. He's another one that I you can just if I've not been on set with him, but I'd imagine he's he would be the one I'm picking the brain of for everything they've done. The same like Maxine. I, yeah. I did a film with uh, Chris Fairbank, who's been in absolutely everything over the years, and I would just be excited if my scene had got yeah. delayed because it meant yeah. more time just just s- sitting with Chris, just hearing yeah. all these he's mad hilarious. stories. Got, like he's yeah. gas. Because yeah. this, like this, this is a, it was a really, it was an intense character. It was like emotionally very demanding. And yeah. I just come from shooting Raised by Wolves out in Cape Town. So I had two days to, yeah. for the prep. So we right. had Skyped, myself and Prano had Skyped kind of every weekend while I was in Cape Town to just talk to the character and talk to the script and just kind of workshop some ideas. So we... <laughs> So, because because it was going to be just so so yeah. uh, intense coming off the back of it, and I think that actually really worked. I was able to use that energy of that kind of heightened 
vulnerable, <laughs> tired state. Um, yeah. And um, there's something in all of that. It's yeah. Generally, sometimes um, it's just like you know. Sometimes be like. Well, I remember like with Shane, and I learned this. It was like you know. He's like, "How are you feeling?" And I was like, oh, "I'm not really like. I feel like really low today, or just." energy-wise, and he goes, right, well, that's how Zena's feeling. So, yeah. you know, we don't always have to go into every feet scene feeling great. Yeah. You know, um, or maybe you've got a headache, but maybe the character's got a headache that day. Yeah. Add another little layer. Um, but yeah, but with Prano, you know, it was, again, first-time feature, but didn't feel like it was a first-time feature. Amazing. So I'll wrap things up with just a what's ahead. Is there anything else that you can talk about or that you're moving on to, or what's your plans? The plans now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just it's trying to find the the the, the next project that I, there's a few things that you're just like reading and you kind of go oh yeah that'd be class yeah but um yeah just trying to I've got like a couple of weeks now to go back to Dublin the week I have to go back to Cape Town actually pause yeah I have to go back to Cape Town on Sunday for a couple I shouldn't of have asked. it's now going to stress you out <laughs> no, oh actually I've got to do this on the way home I've got to go now. and go by <laughs> God, I'm meant to be somewhere. Yeah, we've got to come with Cape Town on Sunday because we used to do some pickups. So I'll start listening to Sue's pod or Sue's um, playlist. Yeah, on the plane over. Um, Love it. And then yeah, Dublin Film Festival for the for the launch of the film, and that's it. It's exciting. Well, thank you very much <laughs> for your time, and I look forward to seeing all the all the rest that's that, Thanks that's very coming. Much for having thank me. you. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. How good was that? I told you we kind of just clicked and hit it off. It's one of the most relaxing or relaxed conversations I've had, um, as was next week's. But I proper buzzed at the end of this because there was a point, and it, the same happened in next week's one. It's mad when you're a big fan of someone and you're just chatting away. And on both of them, I can't remember if it's at the end of the podcast or after the podcast, that they kind of, Neve and Cosmo, kind of both acknowledge that that, that they they know who the fuck I am. I, I literally, I forget that, it never occurs to me that anyone will know any of my shit or what I'm doing or anything like that. So it always catches me off guard when I'm there fanboying out at someone um, who I think is amazing and, and kind of, I'm studying with great excitement their careers and their performances. And then they're kind of like, I know you're shit, man. Not I know you are shit. I know know what you're doing. I know your stuff. And that was cool. And I had that at the end of this one and I had it with Cosmo. On the Cosmo one, he just quoted one of my lyrics and I proper was like a nervous little boy. I was just like, oh, (laughs) cool. And I can't remember, that might be actually on the recording. So listen out for that next week. But... I'll be back next week. Um, so yeah, until then, if you haven't already seen the virtues and the bisexual and all the other stuff we talked about, then go and watch them. They're about, um, but I'll be back next week. See you later.